the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Good evening, family Ron Geyer, End Time Insights, coming to you once again. I appreciate so much your tuning in and your listening to what we have to say. Today we're going to talk about the spirit of truth. Well, I want to come at it from the point of the position of trying to combat deception, because deception is prevalent. It's probably Satan's number one attack mode in our nation today. And so the spirit of truth is our defense against deception. And I do want to break that down. I've got a great scripture. Let me read it. John sixteen thirteen. I love John, by the way. John is my favorite book in the Bible. And John seventeen three is my favorite verse in my favorite chapter in my favorite book that's ever been written, the Bible. Hallelujah. And this is life eternal. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is going to tell you how to live forever. I mean, what beats that? A beamer? A million dollars? No. Jesus tells you how to live forever. Five things you got to know that you must know God. You must know he's the only true God. You must know Jesus. You must know Jesus Christ is not his last name. It is title. He is the Messiah. And you must know that he has been sent by God to you. Hallelujah, to deliver us from our sin. John 17, 3, there's nothing better. But no, that's not what we're talking about today. We're going back to John 16, 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So we're talking about the spirit of truth, and Jesus is talking about giving the spirit of truth to the church. What a gift. Hallelujah. I like the ministry dynamic that's revealed here between the Spirit of Truth and God the Father. Uh, First of all, it doesn't say in the King James the Father, but the other um, versions of the Bible reveal that he is talking about who he's getting his instruction from. So, howbeit, when he, the Spirit of Truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear from the Father, that shall he speak. And man, what a lesson for us, man, as preachers of God, as ministers. You know, the Holy Spirit doesn't speak about anything except he hears what the Father's telling him. If we could just take a page out of that book, right? King James uh, 21 actually says that in the King James who I just read, it says the Spirit of Trump, when he comes, he will not speak of himself. It's The better rendering of that is he will not speak from himself. What it's trying to say is that the Holy Spirit does not speak of his own inspiration. He speaks and he's telling you under the inspiration of God the Father. It is God who is directing his words. And can we return to that, church? It would go a long way to cleaning up our pulpits. Men speaking on their own initiative is causing great damage to the church. 
instead of hearing from God. We need to go back that. Really, that's been a prayer of ours. Uh, we pray on Thursday evenings, and we just love talking to God about the church. We love getting instructions from God. We know what he wants to do as a church. He wrote it down, and we've gotten away from that. Like I said, we're going to come at this from the angle of deception And if we would just go back to speaking the truth in our pulpits, it would go a long way towards cleaning up the church. You know, we must stop profaning the pulpit. The word of God is pure. It's true. It doesn't need any help. Let's leave it that way. Amen. So one more time, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak from himself. But whatsoever he shall hear the Father say, that shall he speak, and he will show you about things to come. Now, in the context, when this was written, about A.D. 65, somewhere in there, the writers of the New Testament, they didn't know they were creating a book. They didn't know they were creating a Bible. They were writing letters to the church, and God had the Holy Spirit put that together, and they had meetings and councils, and they came up with what books we were going to use, what books they didn't feel were from God, and so that's our Bible And when he's saying that the Holy Spirit disciples, he's speaking to the disciples, spirit of truth, he's going to tell you what to say. He's going to tell you what to write also. He's going to tell you that this comes from God. This doesn't come from God. I want this in the book. I don't want this in the book. That's a spurious book. No, this is good. This is divine revelation. I want this in the book. And so that's where the context of this is to the disciples and the prophets before they had the written word. Don't forget, there was a period from when uh, Pentecost came to when the Bible was actually officially considered to be the Word of God. And so they had prophets, and God was speaking to the prophets. He was giving them divine revelation. So a lot of this references the way that God was speaking to the early church leaders in preparation of forming the written Word of God. So speaking plainly to you guys and speaking boldly, there is no excuse for any of us to be deceived. I mean anybody in the entire earth. Why? God sent the spirit of truth. How be it when the spirit of truth has come? He's here. And with he being here, we have an ability to be free from deception. I mean, you shouldn't be deceived. I shouldn't be deceived. The political parties, they shouldn't be deceived. The medical community shouldn't be deceived. And most definitely the church should not be deceived. Into this darkened world made dark by sin, Father God counted that darkness by sending the Spirit of truth. He didn't just send him haphazardly either, letting him fall wherever he may fall, but he sent him to live inside of us. Hallelujah. God was intentional in sending the Spirit of truth to keep us from deception by allowing him to live inside us, to lead us and guide us into all truth. And he made it simple for us to access him as well. It is as simple as us choosing him over darkness and deception. And he sent him in hope, rooting for us that we would choose truth and light over deception and darkness. It's his highest pleasure, you know. Third John 1, 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Wow. You know, you would have thought from what we've been learning today, I have no greater joy to hear than my children walk in love. Well, that's nice, and God is love, but he puts a priority on truth, because without truth, there's no reality to love. John, writing for God, states that his greatest pleasure is knowing that the church, his children, by choice, would walk in truth. And all of that being true, what in heaven's name, then, are we doing walking around as a deceived people? I mean, what are we doing? 
The strongest spirit in America today outside of the spirit of Christ in this church is a spirit of deception. It is how the media operates. It is how the political community operates. It is how the medical community is operating. Unfortunately, that deception has found its way. It's made inroads into the church of the living God. Yet, if all of that is the will of the Father, that we would walk in truth, that we would know the truth, that we would live our lives based on truth and not deception, then why are such a great majority of people being deceived? I mean, there's so many outlets. Yes, the devil is controlling the media, absolutely. And he's concerning the news makers as well as the news reporters. He's running our political system. You can't get truth out of any of these politicians. It's a dynamic and it's a powerful force in America today, the lies that are being placed upon the American people. And, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs, I think it's 26, the Bible says that you hate those that you lie to. The Bible says the lying tongue destroys those that are afflicted by it. That's what's happening en masse to the people in our nation. We are being destroyed. We're being fed lie after lie after lie. Isaiah talks about the fact that truth lies dead in the streets. I mean, it's a shame, but yes, we do need to resurrect truth, and you resurrect truth by preaching truth. Amen? So if all of that, if the will of the Father is that we live by truth, you know, we are sanctified by truth. Jesus said, thy word is truth. We are sanctified by thy word. Well, then what can we do about it? How do we combat this deception? The Holy Spirit did come. Let me prove that to you, okay, that the spirit of truth that Jesus promised is here already. He came at Pentecost. And what was the aspect of his mission, the spirit of truth? His mission was to reveal to the church all the truths concerning Christ and how Christ relates to mankind. And the church's job was quite simply pass those truths along to the rest of the world. Very simple assignment. But this world has rejected the offer to live by truth from God. We have rejected his Messiah. We have chosen darkness over light. The church has played a role in this rejection. We have confused darkness for light. We are embarrassed by the light ourselves. Why? Because it shines on us as well. And why is that embarrassing? Because it reveals our sin also. I remember when Rush Limbaugh was on the radio, he was always talking about he felt that the American people were great forgivers that we were good people, that we loved to forgive other people. Well, of course we did, because we were doing the same thing that they were doing, and we didn't want to get popped either. It's the same thing in the church. We're not calling out sin because we're sinning too. It would be hypocritical of us to go ahead and start naming the sins of the wicked when we're doing the same things that they're doing. And so it's not a matter that we're good people. It's a matter that we're just trying to use the darkness to cover our sin also. But the good news is the world isn't without hope. The true remnant, the holy church, the real people of God, we're still living here. And we still have a voice. And we still have the truth of the gospel to share. 1 Timothy 3.15 But if I tarry long, Paul telling uh, Timothy, but if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. I love that. Jesus has entrusted to us salvation's truths. It's not our job to convince anyone of anything. We are to present the truths and then let God's Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, do the rest. But the point is that God has planted truth in the earth. But when people reject God's truths under the influence of Satan, they become deceived. Satan's attacks against God and his Christ are myriad, and they take on many different forms. 
when he can convince man to reject his truth, when he can blind mankind to God's truths, when he can trick the church out of God's truths through treachery and imposters, mankind becomes not only a victim, but our allegiance is unwittingly diverted to him, Satan, instead of God where it belongs. John eight forty four. You are of your father, the devil, Jesus was telling the religious people of their day, and the lust of your father you will do. Your father, Satan, was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Titus 1.10, for there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. Uh, Titus uh, was talking about the Judaizers who were trying to take people away from the truth. Second John 1, seven. for many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and the spirit of Antichrist. There is a demonic force working against the truth being promoted, against the truth being spoken, against the truth being revealed. Remember, Satan, the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those that are his, lest they should be delivered and see and receive the light of the glorious gospel. There's hope still, but it's all predicated upon the church speaking the truth. Basically, there is a war going on in the heavenlies between good and between evil, between God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom. Both are after your soul. God wins you with the truth and love, and Satan defeats you with lies and deceit. The choice is left to man, and that's fair, that's wonderful, that's righteous, that's just, that's how it should be. We have a choice. The Holy Ghost-filled church has the charge of telling you those truths that God knows can win you to righteousness. However, while living in these end times, marked by the great apostasy, Satan has deceived even the church, and we have shunned the presence of the spirit of truth in our churches. We have substituted man's versions of truth, And the Holy Spirit is nowhere to be found. The Spirit of truth, he's been removed. Except for a few small pockets of righteousness where believers refuse to fall for Satan's lies, where believers refuse to bow and to bend to man's counterfeits. Titus 1.14, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turned from the truth. Amen. The lies and deception, it turns you from truth. Understand, truth is the stranger. Truth is the intruder into Satan's dark world. Truth, the Bible says grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Before that, men lived in darkness, right? Jesus at Pentecost, he came, he's promised the Holy Spirit of God. He fell. Now the spirit of truth has entrance back into the earth and he's empowered the church with the ability to preach the truth. The word of God was being challenged by tradition and the doctrines of men. The result is that men would be turned away from the truth. That's what the Judaizers were doing. They were saying you still needed aspects of the law in order to receive salvation. Jesus wasn't enough. You had to be circumcised. You had to follow the the festivals or the feast. You had to go through the purification ceremonies before eating. No, that was turning people from the truth. When we preach, guys, it has got to be truth. It's got to be full on straight on, boldly in your face, confronting the sin that so easily besets you. It has got to be truth, pure and unadulterated by man's pride, by man's wisdom, by man's fear even. 
This current climate, according to God's word, is marked by the apostasy. We know that. And what is the apostasy? It's a time when men who formerly had the truth are being turned away from the truth. 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4, for the time will come when they who, mankind, the church, the Jews who had gotten saved, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. So, so dangerous. We must keep our pulpit pure. We must chase out the counterfeits, the pulpiteers, the imposters in our pulpits, and we must remove their presence from the place where God's word is supposed to be honored, where it's supposed to be pure. That's a holy place, the pulpit of God. We should do a teaching on that. We need to get all of these false out of the pulpit of God. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We are there today. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers. We are there today having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. That is exactly what is happening. We are relying on the reasoning of man for the things of God that we can't understand. And we can't understand them because we have rejected the truth that tells us about them. COVID, the judgment of God. 9-11, the judgment of God. But we don't believe that. That's not the God that we want to preach. That's not the God who loves me unconditionally no matter what I do. That is not the truth. That is false. And what's happened is these are the fables. These are the vain imaginations that mankind is falling for. And yes, sadly, they are coming from our pulpits. The time will come. Therefore, it must come when men will not endure sound doctrine. There is nothing that we can do to stop it. It's coming. But we can allow the Holy Spirit to use us as preachers, as children of God, to present truth to their ears and perhaps win a few back. If we can lose some, we can win some. It's pretty simple. We don't quit. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine. This is the amplified version. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction. That challenges them with God's truth. That's right. God's truth is challenging. It should be. The Bible, the gospel, it's confrontational. It confronts you in your sinful state. How does it do that? With the truth. It tells you what you should be and hopes to change you from what you are. But wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing, they will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another chosen, to satisfy their own desires and to support the errors that they hold to. God's truth challenges. It's a rare person that allows themselves to be challenged over seeking pleasure for themselves. But these are the people that God calls. Yes, we are swimming upstream, but that's the route that we must take. People not receiving God's truth should not change what we are supposed to be doing as a church. That's where the church has turned off the path. We love God and we want to bear fruit for him. But when we let man dictate what we preach, we become no good to either man or to God. That must change. Romans 1.16, great stuff. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. There is only one way by which the Holy Ghost Church wins souls. It's by preaching the gospel of truth. It's by preaching the words of truth about Jesus Christ. No catchy phrases or fancy words wins the souls of men. It comes from the spirit of truthfulness, preaching of the gospel. Then, once we win them, we must keep them, and that's done by discipling them. But once again, it needs the Holy Spirit of truth to accomplish that. 
1 Corinthians 2, verses 4 and 5, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit of God and power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. These two verses, Romans 1, 16 and 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5, these two verses stand strong against the attempted takeover of God's church by man under the direction of Satan. Notice, both not only mention power, but both demonstrate how to access the power of God, preach the true gospel, and teach the true word. It's a formula that has a built-in failsafe, and it's been accurate for centuries. The Holy Spirit of truth always shows up around truth. You got that? The Holy Spirit of truth always shows up around truth to confirm what we're saying. We preach the true gospel, and the Holy Spirit shows up to win souls, right? For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that receives those words of truth. Hallelujah. Then after we get them saved, we preach under the anointing of the Holy Ghost of truth, the word of God. And he shows up again to help our faith grow in God by confirming the truths that we preached with his presence. That's how he confirms the word. That is our only defense, guys, against the deception that's rampant in our land and in our churches. And it's our only weapon against Satan's onslaught, against man, truth. The word of God just doesn't hang out, though. It needs to be preached. Amen? How will they hear except their preacher? How will their preacher go except he's been sent by God? There are so many counterfeits in the world and in God's church today, but that can't deter us, saints. There is a dearth of Bible teaching in our pulpits in America today which leads to a lack of the miraculous confirmations by the Spirit of Truth. He's only here to confirm one thing, guys. Not your words, not my words. He's only here to confirm God's Word, like the Holy Spirit of Truth does. He only speaks what he hears the Father saying. We must only speak what's been written, what the Father says to the church, what Father says to mankind. Our pulpits have been profaned by the reasonings and the ideas of mankind. We have replaced his presence, whose presence, the spirit of truth presence, with our own wisdom. This has led to this apostasy where the one thing that is under assault is the truth. These problems aren't exclusively America's. God's seen it before. Hosea chapter 4 verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Why? Because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Well, let me tell you this. If there's no truth being spoken, then there can be no knowledge because God is revealed by the word. You cannot know God apart from the word. America and her churches in large part are in opposition to God and his plan of salvation. Once again, though, truth provides a way out. And what does truth say? Truth says, repent. There is such a problem and, like I said, a dearth of the truth in the Gospels. When we pray, we intercede that the Holy Spirit would bring back a supernatural love for the Word of God. When we prayed for marriage couples that were in trouble, we always prayed first and foremost, Father God, I pray that you give this couple a hunger, a desire for the sincere milk of the Word that they would grow thereby. It's the same prayer that we need to be praying for the return of our nation. Otherwise, all the righteous politicians during this election time that we send to Washington, D.C., that we send to Austin, Texas, living here in Texas, they're not going to be able to do anything because the problems are spiritual. They're not carnal. They're sin. Sin is a spirit. The solution is truth. But we have got to preach that truth. First Timothy 6, 5, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds who are destitute of the truth. 
what a description. Galatians 3.1, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? I'm telling you, what is going on here? Romans 1.25, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever and ever. Amen. Look at the assault that's being done about truth. They turned away ears from the truth. They don't love the truth. Second Thessalonians 2.10, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Why? Because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Romans 1, who changed the truth. This happens in the pulpit, guys. Jeremiah 5, 3. O Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, O Lord, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have refused to receive the correction. They have made their faces harder than a rock. They have refused to return. We have got to stand up for truth. We have got to get that truth back in the pulpit. We have got to preach it to every person that we talk to. There is no deliverance outside of truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free, shall make you free. If you want to be free, saints of God, if you want to be free, sinner, if you want to get out from the prison that Satan has you in, you must receive the truth in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.